we go, fellas. Episode 14, the California Girls Wrestling Podcast. Uh, want to thank everybody for following us on uh, iTunes and Google Play. Everybody who's subscribing to us, giving us five-star ratings. Thank you. All of you who still follow us on YouTube. Had some pretty good feedback from people this weekend. Uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. We are very, very lucky. We have one of California's many junior world team members this year. Uh, she's a SoCal girl. She grew up in the southern section. Palmdale, California's finest. Eastside High School's only state champion. Miss Diamond Guilford, how are you? I'm doing great. Hello, hello. Alrighty, Josh and uh, Bowers, you want to say your hellos before we get started? Of course. She she's the only girl from the West Side went to East Side. Sign me. How you doing, Diamond? He's asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing really good right now. Just came from work. I closed out. It was cool. Oh, man. Uh, world team member still has to work, guys. Go <laughs> figure, huh? Don't think that happens too many hey. in other sports, but okay. <laughs> that's the life we all know. Hey, that's the life of a student athlete, man, in college, especially. Yeah. Student athlete, man. So, uh, they don't call us, they don't call us starving students for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that SS for the Southern section just carries over to starving students. <laughs> so, um, Diamond, why don't you give us a little bit of basic information for those that are new to the joy of meeting Diamond Guilford. Diamond's one of the people that, like, honestly, she everybody loves everything about her except for who her coach was in high school. That was pretty much it. <laughs> but, Diamond, give everybody a little bit of insight uh, who you are, where you come from, all that good stuff. Um, hi, my name is Diamond Guilford. I come from uh, Los Angeles, California. Well, to be specific, Lancaster, California. And I am a junior world team member and a wrestler. And that's my basic info. <laughs> How does that feel, Diamond, to be able to say you're a world team member? That's actually pretty crazy because I remember when I was at State and I found out that Gracie Figueroa was a, on the junior world team. And I was like, wow, like, that's like so high up. And now I'm here. I'm like, I'm so high up. What is this? So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so, give everybody a little bit of background about you. Like, when did you start wrestling? Um, I started wrestling when I was 16 years old. Uh, that was about a little over two and a half years ago. I, and that was back in junior year of high school. Okay. And it was just, you know, like, what what got you out there? What, what, did, what was it that kind of... Um, you know, and you started as a junior, like yeah. you had a freshman, sophomore year, you didn't wrestle. What happened? What happened? What sparked you? Those kinds of things. Well, honestly, I didn't know women's wrestling was very much a thing. I had seen WWE men's wrestling, and that's just about how much I knew about it. But my sister, Precious Bell, she wrestles 170s in college right now. She introduced me to it. She was like, hey, I want you to come to some of these practices and like get acquainted with it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna just do what my sister's doing. And then afterwards, I after a few practices and a few like matches, I actually really liked it. I liked having that getting that new sense of control of my body and stuff like that. So like it was pretty cool. And how did it? How did your first year end up for you though? 
Oh, my first year I ended up taking eighth at certain section, I mean, not certain section, at state. And like that was because I got pulled out of the tournament because I hurt my my right shoulder at the time. So like that was kind of like a cool turning point for me because I was like, I got taken out of the tournament and I still got eighth place. Like what if I dedicate myself to this? So that's how it really just started. So how was it though? Because your junior year, you were in the finals at Southern Section, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, here you are coming off cold onto the mat and here you are in, in the largest section in the, in the state and you're in the finals. I mean, I'm sure at that point you didn't really realize the gravity of that. Um, I realized how like big it was at the moment in my mind. I was just like, okay, every two weekends I have a tournament. Like I just got to prepare for this and this and this. And like, yeah, it was just really, it was just like a new place to do the tournament at, at so, the time. And you won the tournament your, your, your first year out, right? Mm -hmm. Your second year, you go out there and you drop a hard match, right? I mean, yeah. You, know, year, you dropped a hard match to, to a returning state placer, I believe, from Ball of Heart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and then you regroup and you you go out there and you win it when it matters. I mean, yeah. really had a good tournament. Had some some tough girls out there. Um, you know, the girl from uh, Palo Alto, um, the girl from uh, uh, Tokay. You know, you had a pretty tough road going into the state finals, and then you, you get a girl from right there by uh, Bowers area, uh, Roosing in the finals, mm -hmm. you know, and then you, you turn it around there. So that's pretty interesting, um, you know, to see you make that, that incline, what, you know. All these beautiful memories coming back to light. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're, well, you're beyond that now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and that's right in Josh's backyard, huh, Josh? Yeah, that's crazy. Started as a junior in high school at 16 years old and goes in places after pulling out and then wins it the next year. It's, that's that's amazing. So, Diamond, when when was the point in your wrestling career in high school where you're like, you turn the corner and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of good at this. What, what was the tournament you won or the, the match that took place, even if you won or lost? What was that point where you just said, I might have something special here. I definitely never, I honestly never looked at myself and said, wow, I'm good at this. Um, a turning point in like how I wanted to win my matches and get like to a higher level within wrestling was definitely after state when I got pulled out the, out of the tournament. And like, I was like, okay, if I really just dedicate myself to this, I can really get a state title. And like, at the time, like my mind didn't really think past that. I didn't know about like nationals and worlds <laughs> at the time. So like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna really just dedicate my whole, my weekends, my social life in the trash. I was like, I need, I was like, I need this state title. So that's, that was the real turning point if I had to look back. Well, people too, I don't think realize that um, Diamond didn't really have a coach. Yeah. Going into all this, you know, and, and Jimmy, I know Jimmy jumped in at times and got her seated, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I know, um, you know, Matt Fur jumped in at times and, uh, you know, worked on getting her seated, stuff like that, helped out. Kind of a big community effort because Diamond is Diamond. I mean, am I right, Jimmy? Like, 
Hey, man, she, we all knew, the ones that knew her and paid attention to her knew that she was something special. Most humble, most respectable young athlete out there. And, you know, a lot of people that didn't want to pay attention because they had horses in the race, if you will, right? And then we knew who the the dark horse was and that was ready just to slap people around. We were going to say, I, I had to back her up and, and step up, Um and because a lot of, like you said, a lot of even from last year, I mean, the year before when, of course, she had the uh, default out, right? Um, people didn't really take that as a threat. And I did. <laughs> I already knew who she was. So um, she deserved it. She did. She she deserved for us to be able to be in her corner and, and say, hey, man, this, this young lady is going to do some damage. And shame on those that didn't pay attention to her because she was going to end up taking them out anyways, you know? So yeah. she deserved it. I think, I think probably one of my, my favorite stories was we're at state and I got done wrestling uh, this girl whose, whose dad was her coach and, and <clears throat> mom was aggressive in the stands, you know, and uh, they, they were, you know, diamond diamond won the match and they, the parents walked by and they, they're kind of being, you know, a little, little chirpy, you know? And so, we just turned away, you know, and then Diamond ran to the bathroom real quick. And the mom goes in after Diamond. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, like, here we go. You know, something's going to happen. And they come out, and they're, like, buddy, buddy. And it's, like, it's just a testament to, like, how Diamond really is as a person. Yeah. So they're, like, heated and came out, like, just, like, hugging Diamond and just, like, you know, loving Diamond. It's, like, God, that, that's the kind of person that she is, kind of infectious. You know, right. She got she gonna beat you up and then she gonna pick you up and, and give <laughs> and then give you a hug and give you a hug and say, Hey girl, you did awesome. I hope I see you next time. <laughs> That's the type of girl Diamond was, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just it's just funny to see that, you know. But I mean and Jimmy, that was like in your backyard too. A lot of those tournaments were in your backyard, you know, uh, the southern section qualifiers in your backyard. You know, a lot of the tournaments yeah. Diamond goes to. Uh, I know Diamond goes to church out that way too. So I mean, she's in that area. You know, it was a lot. Uh, you know, <coughs> but um, you know what? I mean, what what do you got for her, Jimmy? Um, well, my question was: is uh, what was your preparation leading up to the UW Texas and the World Team Trials, and how did they defer for you? So, well, okay, we're talking about the UW, the Texas Charles from this past year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my preparation leading up to those trials, to the Texas Charles is that I was really, it was really one-on-one -on -one with me and my coach at that moment. Like, me and him just worked on the same thing over and over. Repetition was key. And then just working on my mental toughness, like, that was, like, the key to, like, getting on the world team and then i went to the tournament and like nothing anybody could say was like phasing me and they're like oh you have to go up against this girl you remember when this girl beat you last year this and that and i was like i don't care like i know i've been putting in this hard work and i know what i have to do right and then i got to the finals match i did my two out of three and i won it and it was like a tremendous moment for me and I got to finally like take the picture with the stop sign. It was really nice. And then leading up to the junior world team, the junior world 
um, trials or competition, like that was actually much harder um, because of all the regulations and rules that the that we have for the college girls right now. It was much harder to get in contact with my coach up until about two weeks before the tournament. So like it just felt like everything was more rushed and it wasn't really time to settle down, focus in. And like even just going to Worlds and being <clears throat> on that stage, like was a different type of atmosphere to me. So like next time, next World Trials, I'll be what well, World Championship or competition, I'll be more prepared. But like it was just something unexpected. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, you couldn't have, you couldn't have had a tougher draw. You had the young yeah. lady from Japan who was the UWW U twenty three champ. Um, you know, I mean, just just a tough draw. You know, overall, you know, and yeah. it's it's got to be tough for you to look at that and just kind of try to grow off of it when you know you go into your first world championships and you're like, okay, let, let's see how this goes. You know, and then a very, I mean some mistakes made, but I mean, how do you, you know, how do you rebuild off of that? You know, I mean, you had a tough draw, tough match, you ended up losing, unfortunately it didn't pull you back in the Repershaw. So mm -hmm. how do you build off of that? The only thing that I could do is, first of all, I don't think about how she was the world champion or anything like that. I try not to let that be an, a type of excuse for me to be like, oh, well, of course I, of course I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't take the match for myself. She was a world champion and stuff like that. No, I take everything, I nitpick everything that I did in that match, everything that I did do, everything that I didn't do, and I go over it. And not only that, I'm gonna go back and watch all the um, other girls' matches because those are my future competitors too, just to see what they're doing and what I need, why I know I need to do against them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, how did it feel to go through and, um, I mean, here you are on the world team now, but mm -hmm. let's go back a second, a year, you know, and you're a Fargo runner up, you're a, you're a body bar runner up, you know, and now you're finally at the point where you get to, like you said, I mean, we took some pretty good pictures <laughs> of those stop signs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> those were really good. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, in Texas, I mean, how did that feel like getting over that hump, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it was six. like, it I'm was. Not, didn't you lose this to the girl you beat? Yeah, yeah. So the year before, you, you the lost. Year be the year before at the at my first body bar tournament, I lost my, I lost my, finals oh. match, one to eleven. Like she teched me with ease, but then coming back, I in my finals match for this current body bar, and like I'm blowing through the breeze and like I was just proud to see the progress I was proud to see how how much I had learned over the year because like now I look back to that first match from um body bar when I first got there and there were things I just didn't know how to do and then and then like just to see that growth it's always inspiring because then you can always say oh even though I'm I lost now like it doesn't mean I can't grow from it and learn from it yeah. What do you got, Josh? Well, I, I love to hear the fact that she's like, 
the, the tenacity of how she wants to study all her future opponents. And I mean, that's, it, she's like a student of the sport, which is awesome. You don't get that a lot. Um, I mean, the real high level guys and girls, you do find that, but um, that's awesome. What is, what is wrestling given you as far as the opportunities that you've been given and what has it done so for much. younger girls? Wrestling has given me just so much. Um, first of all, it gave me hope. Like, before wrestling, I did, like, before wrestling, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. Like, sure, college was, like, a faint option in my mind, but, like, like what I really Cheer. wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I was a cheerleader, but um, <laughs> I just didn't have any, like, real ambition or anything to be passionate about. And then I got into wrestling and I just like, I really like the feel. I liked all the benefits it gave me. I lost like 30 pounds through it. My first like year being in it. And then, and then I got my college scholarship for wrestling. Like that's carrying me through college right now. That's really, that's like a blessing in my eyes and just the ability. And what also wrestling has given me is the ability to meet new people. Like, I'm thankful every time I get to go to a tournament and meet somebody new from a different school. And like, I just like, I am on Instagram. I comment on their posts and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And like, I'm a very social person. So like, it just gives me happiness. So yeah. yeah. Well, you give us happiness too, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah. How has, how uh, since you started wrestling, how's, how has your mentality changed? Um, I've learned that you have to be intentional about everything you do and for everything you want, because like nothing's going to really be handed to you. And that's like something. And I've seen a lot of kids and a lot of people my age, like expect things to be handed to them and like not have to work as much for them. And they complain when they don't get the same things that people who worked for what they have have. So like that's, it's, taught me stuff it's taught me things like that and I think that's really important because now as I grow up and I become an adult I answer like the job market and stuff like that then I'll have that mindset of oh I gotta work for this if I want to get what I want I gotta get this I gotta work for it so yeah well I, I think your dad probably had a had a big hand in that too with that oh, mentality yeah. that mindset because you know you you work girl I mean <laughs> If anybody thinks that Diamond got away on strictly her natural ability, I, you don't know Diamond. I'm going to tell you right now. Diamond was a girl doing pull-ups and push-ups. You know, like your dad said, you know, he had a, he had a Ferrari but no driver. You know, and she, she, always put in the work. she always put in the work. But she, like, you know, there was so much behind that, you know, and, and just trying to be a leader. But, um, you know, what's what would, like, what is your coach's early on stress that you find true now or like something that you realize like, okay, that's why they were saying what they were saying, or that's why they pushed the way they pushed, or that's why they would say like, you know, if they could scream, they can breathe, or if they could, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things. Like why, like what are some of those things that kind of resonate with you now that you're at, you know, at the next level? Um, yeah. If they could scream, they could breathe is like the funniest is the funniest saying because it's true. Like sometimes you'll get in matches where girls want to get out of it because of how intense you come in. And like, they'll 
they'll scream to get out of it. And like, that's, if they can scream, they can breathe, which means they, they can still wrestle. So I agree. I agree. So that's something that still rumbles through the back of my mind as I'm wrestling. And it still kind of just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's always something I think, you know, I mean, what about you guys? You guys, <clears throat> you know, Jimmy and, and Josh, like what's something that your coaches back in the day, you know, told you, put inside of you that like for some reason now like clicks or like well, important to what, I've, what I've always told my kids uh, is something my, my college coach, Dan Lewis at Cal State Fullerton told me, he said, there's a difference, and, and you know, this might sound cliche because we use it a lot now, but they say there's a difference between being injured and being hurt, right? When, when like, when my wrestlers have their little aches and pains in the middle of practice when we're pretty intense, and they come to me, hey, coach, you know, I think I can do this because uh, I'm sore or whatever. I just tell them, okay, so this is a state championship match. Here, this is a state title right here. You're in that match right there. Are you going to tell me the same thing? You're going to say, hey, coach, I, I just can't finish that match? Or are you really hurt that you really can't go on? Would you wrestle? Would you really wrestle right now in the state finals match right now? And when they say yes, we'll get your ass back in there and finish off your state title match. That's what I tell them. And then they go and wrestle, and then they're done for the day. I say, see, look, you, you got through it. But, I mean, if you're really injured, you can't do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about for you, Josh? That's what's <coughs> Josh has been in some pretty big rooms, man. Josh has been in Calvary, you know, he's been in, uh, you know, Minnesota, you know, I mean, what, what are some, what some things that kind of resonate with you or sayings or just two things hard. that resonate in my mind is it's going to be uncomfortable for you, but you got to make them more uncomfortable. Like you have to take them to the limit and then a little more. Um, and the, the other thing is, is just as far as drilling and stuff, uh, have to be able to hit that particular move in the state finals of state. It has to be that good that you have to be able to hit that move in the state finals of state and be successful with it. That's how many times you have to drill it. It's not a couple times. It's not. It's tens of thousands of times. And it has to be perfect drilling. Mm -hmm. Um. Wait. Before we move on from that, I want to say a really beautiful thing that I heard. But my college coaches, um, Colton, Colton Smiths or Schultz, and <laughs> something that he said to me recently within the last few weeks is to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. So as he explained it to me, it's that other sports and other people look at wrestlers as already uncommon. Like why do they why do they run so many miles? Why do they why are they putting their bodies against each other and stuff like that, right? Well, why are we uncommon? But you need to be uncommon amongst that. You need to go above and beyond and show your vigor, show that you have what it takes to the grit, really, to be above, to go above and beyond. And that's what makes people like Jordan Burroughs and Helen Morales so, so great is because they're uncommon. So, yeah. No, that's that's true. You know, I, I I'm tell write that, I'm gonna write that down. I, <laughs> I tell them wrestlers all the time, like wrestlers aren't mortal. I don't care what you tell me. You mm -hmm. put a regular, you put a wrestler and any other sport, same person, same size, even within fifteen pounds, twenty pounds, wrestler's gonna come out on top. It just mm -hmm. doesn't matter. We're not mortal. 
That's just how. <laughs> so, and, and especially in today's day and age when everything is so easy and so quick in terms of gratification, you got to have a different kind of mindset to be out there mm -hmm. and just say, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to put this grind on, and I'll, you know, and, and I don't even think like <laughs> nowadays really know like what the grind is. It's not until you get those elite kids that they really know like what they're crying. you know, and, and uh, you see it today. I mean, today we had a, a takedown tournament and we saw the new kids and you said the, the ones that are the new kids that are just kind of breaking and you're like, oh man, I, I hope they gut it out. And then you see those kids that are new and they get up quick every time and they're right back in the center, you know, and no matter how many times you, you take that kid down, they're, they're boom, they're right back mm -hmm. up there. And you look and you're just like, yeah, that kid's going to be around for a minute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So that's yeah. pretty, but um, Diamond, one of the last questions we have for you. Um, so what are your goals? Like, what were your goals, you know, coming out of high school, your, your senior year? Like we said, you, you got past Fargo, um, you know, came out of runner-up in that. You know, what, what, were your, what are your goals then and what are your goals now? Well, coming out of high school, I have much different – frame of focus what, of what wrestling was. I thought that wrestling ended in college and then like the people who went above and beyond went to the Olympics, right? Mm -hmm. But now I know that there are small steps in between like juniors and then seniors and then like Olympic track, right? Yeah. So so coming out so coming out of high school going into college, my mindset was to find to find so, well, my mindset was to win national championships and then finish college and that'd be it. But now, like, that I've experienced, like, junior worlds and stuff like that, and now I know about, like, the senior level. Oh, my, I have, my views and my wants have, like, changed in a way. So now I'm looking for those world titles. That's what I want. That's what I'm looking for right now. So, Yeah. So do you think, too, that, that going away from home to go to school has broadened that perspective also? Because, I mean, you hear a lot of kids, you know, and it's tough. It's tough to leave home. I mean, you got a good family. You know, it would be real easy to stay home and just do your thing, you know. But <coughs> to school kind of broaden that perspective for you and, and helped you find that? Yeah, definitely. Just like being able to, I said, I'm a social butterfly. I like going on meeting new people. And with meeting new people and being in this new area, like I have wrestling fanatics all around me. And it's really <laughs> funny sometimes because then they'll come up to me like, oh, do you know this person, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, but you can tell me about them. And then my wrestling mind grows along with them. So like, it's really cool. And like, it's really nice to have like, a set team like in high school like they as you guys said a ferrari would know by to drive it like i didn't even have like other ferraris around me at the time like it was just i was the only girl in my high school to wrestle so like now i have other girls who also wrestle and we're all we're all like buff and out here doing our thing and it's like kind of beautiful to have like a community of women to wrestle with so yeah so let's kind of segue that if you don't mind, Diamond, I'd like to keep you on for this question that we got from a parent. Um, and of course, Josh and Jimmy, we, we want your guys' perspective also, but a parent who has a child who's going to be coming into high school, not this year, but, but in the coming years, they're talking <coughs> about 
how do they decide which high school is best for their kid? Like, what are some things that factor in? And the reason that I want to bring you into this diamond is because mm-hmm. you're at Eastside. Thank God for the coach who stepped in. <clears throat> you know, I mean, he, I mean, yeah, he, anyway's awesome. And uh, he stepped in and, and really allowed you to find coaches, even though he was the coach on paper, didn't block you or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you could have went anywhere else because, like you said, you were the only girl on the team. You're the only mm-hmm. Ferrari in the shop, in the garage. And, you know, you could have picked anywhere. What factors went into deciding what was best for Diamond? Like, how are you able to decide that Eastside, staying at Eastside was going to be the best thing for you? Um despite the fact that you didn't have a coach, you didn't have a team? Um, Just for like personal reference, I was thinking about switching high schools for my senior year of high school because I wanted to train with the more elite schools, but my high school decided to let um, a certain teacher who ran the FCA group at my school lead the wrestling club. And that's why I was able, and that's why I stayed because I, because my family knew him, we knew him, and we were able to like go and able to go and find <laughs> while under his care. And from my personal experience, find an environment for your child in which your child will thrive. Like that's the best. That's the that literally speaks for on the mat and off the mat. Because if you have, a, if you go to school with a great program, and yet like off the mat, they're not being encouraged to stay on their grades and focus on keeping their mind right for the matches and their body right for the matches, then they're gonna be in trouble when it comes to when it comes to actually going to the tournaments and everything. Cause they can perform well at practice. You can perform well at practice all you want to, but if you do not have your surroundings, your environment in a great in an equally sharp environment, then you're gonna fail. That's the problem. So, like, put your child in an environment in which he will thrive. That's so, all my advice. So, for you, like, for instance, like, you have a parent who only, their daughter's going to be the only one on the team. Mm-hmm. What what made it possible for you to be successful still, despite being the only one? You know, like, like that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not mm-hmm. typical. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, Josh's daughter's in, a, in a, room, a room full of really good coaches, but she's the only girl. You know, so she kind of, I think, at, probably at times too, is like, "Well, I'm the only girl here." You know, but I think she likes it though. Yeah. Huh, Josh? She, <laughs> likes, she likes being the only girl on the on on the lineup. Uh, yeah, she kind of does. Yeah, she's not as social as Diamond. I don't think many people are. <laughs> Diamond. But but what 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 allowed you to be successful, Diamond? Oh, okay. So since I was the only girl in the room, what allowed me to be successful is that every weekend I went to the Somar tournaments and I got to wrestle girls from across California, like I got to see like different weight classes, different sizes, different shapes and different types of wrestling by going to these tournaments like every weekend. Like literally that was my game plan the whole summer long. Like every weekend I was going to a different tournament in a different, in a, di- at a different venue and like getting a feel for wrestling women. And then I would just go home and I will write in my little book. I'm like, okay, what do we need to work on? And then I would go and practice with you guys and come back to tournaments and try to do that new move or get it, get another takedown or stop from being taken down. So, like, that's what really helped. Nice. What about for you, Josh? I mean, your, your daughter goes to Esperanza. Um, 
I know being in Orange County, you probably have all the money in the world to just do whatever you guys want because, you know, Orange County is just filled with those filthy rich people. So, I mean, and you're Anaheim Hills, I mean, right there. So um, <coughs> how, did, how did you uh, make that decision for yourself and for your daughter? Our, our decision was based on I was on the coaching staff before she was in high school. So um, she kind of was in the room a little bit, got comfortable with the coaches um, and, the, and the boys that she'd be training with. Um, I think as a parent uh, of a boy or girl, I think the two most important things are coaching and practice partners. Um, you know, that's what's going to make you better. I mean, you could have – the best coach in the world. And if you don't have anybody to work out with, you're just going to work out with a 180 pound male coach that might've been a division one, all American. <coughs> probably not going to get that much better because you're not getting that live uh, repetition that you need. Um, and on the other hand, you could have not good coaching and a bunch of good practice partners and you're probably going to get the same better, but to have those two together is, is really the key. And there's other little factors I think that, go along with that um you know environment the quality of the school the school spirit for a whole team some some girls really want that whole team bonding experience uh, and then they can hit you the other way I'm, i see boys more than girls because you see a boy transfers to selma let's say and can't make the lineup you know you yeah. have to worry about that too you're you're going to be a junior or senior you're the third fourth Poway is huge with that you're the fourth best kid in the state and you ain't cracking the lineup because you got a better guy above you and a better guy below you. And it's, it's, you know, you got to make, keep those things in mind too. What do you hey, think, Jim? Jimmy, what do you think? <clears throat> well, um, I can take it both ways. I mean, again, it, we know, you know I, of course <laughs> I'm fair. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love having, you know, having a group of kids that could all work out together, but like, I think Diamond and Josh both said it, but if they feel comfortable that they're going to get what they need, even if they're the only one or if there's only a few kids there at their school, but they're getting what they need and they're getting the support they need. Like if they're willing to go ahead and go other places and put in work because that coach is, you know, not being, you know, too secure, insecure about them and say, Oh, I don't want anybody else to coach my kid or whatever. But if as long as they have the support and they really get what they need in their training, I mean, I, I, I guess it wouldn't matter, you know, but um, I just think it's a big benefit to like what Josh was saying is that you have those workout partners. You got, you have, you definitely have to have that combination of uh, uh, three things. Like what Diamond said, that good mm -hmm. environment because the kids got to be happy. You know, mm -hmm. I think we touched on that a long time ago when we talked about that, um, kids got to be happy. You got to train them. You have to have good coaching and just has to be the full package. You can't be one or the other because it's going to suffer. And then they're not going to get the full max of what they need to be successful. So, so let's, let's take this. Let's take this. <laughs> I don't think people usually take a question when you have two coaches on the line and uh, arguably one of the coaches is, has one of the most successful programs in the, in the state. Um, Give me, give me your top three schools. If you're, if you're a parent with a successful middle schooler who's going to be coming through, who's looking for the environment that will best work 
generally, of course, you got individuals, you got things to consider, but generally, what are the three to five programs that you think an accomplished middle schooler, nationally accomplished middle schooler, uh, should be looking at? I mean, well, then you got to actually talk by sections, depending on where they live. You know what I mean? So Southern section, Southern California. Southern section. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm biased. So, of course, I would say. Number one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Panther. I, I would say, you know, Corona. I, uh, I would also say um, Kennedy. And I'm pretty proud of uh, of Mike, you know. Uh, got a couple of girls in there, the Gomez sisters, and I love them. They trained in our room too. Very good kids, just overall kids. And he, and you know, he's hardcore all about the girls too. So um, I think uh, there. Uh, also think Northview. Northview's just successful. I don't know what they do internally, so I can't really say. But I mean, they always produce you know pretty competitive uh, teams. Even when I said that, they they help push us and. Uh, I know we help push them because it's even told by me by Ochoa. You know, he thanked me for helping push his girls because we we go at it every year. <laughs> so I would say those three. Uh, um, but you know what? You got big teams too. You got Jesse's team. They got a lot of girls in there. Uh, Monroe, I, I know it's not Southern Section, but Jason Monroe and Birmingham and San Fernando, they're always fully loaded. So, I mean, you got some choices according to what area you're in. But of course, if it's mainly Southern section, I say, like I said a long time ago, bring them to Corona, I'll, I'll take care of them. <laughs> what about for you, Josh? Uh, pretty much Jimmy hit all the big, hit all the big ones. Um, I can't really think well, of any. You don't have to necessarily go with the big ones, but you can go with the ones that you think just the coaches are doing the right things or you can go with, I mean, cause I think there's some programs that are like, because they don't have the numbers, they get overlooked. You know, I mean, I'm glad Bowers mentioned Monroe because Monroe is doing big things with smaller numbers. Um, you know, <laughs> programs out there, I think, that are doing the right thing or moving in the right direction, despite the fact they don't have huge numbers. You know, so. right? But I think, like, if you're if you're coming in with that, let's like tier one, seventh, eighth grader, you know, and you're really looking hard at a a real program that is going to carry you, you know, you want somebody with proven track record and that is all in on girls, you know, as far as the support, they don't necessarily have to have a full team or two teams or three teams, but yeah. that they're going to give the girls a full schedule. And sometimes a smaller, like a school with not as many girls might be more beneficial where you can cater more towards it doesn't cost $4,000 to go to Napa. It costs a couple hundred because you're only getting two hotel rooms, you know, where you can like kind of pick and choose a la carte where you want to go to these tournaments um, rather than have to worry about, okay, I got some good girls, some great girls and some decent girls. And I got to kind of get the middle of the road. To yeah. Go to. Yeah. You know what? I totally am being rude here. Diamond, I know it's late for you. So, you know what? We're going to go ahead and let you go. I totally skipped on the fact that she's in St. Louis, guys, and she's <laughs> hours ahead of us. So she's. Hey, let me say one thing before she leaves. But, hey, Diamond, I, I, I'm so proud of you. And I know these guys would echo the same thing. But as a coach, I'm just super proud of you, of what you've done so far. And just from the first time I met you, I, I think you're doing awesome things. You're just a great kid all around, you know, and, and you're epitome of what uh, a student athlete is all about so i appreciate what you're doing thank you thank you i love you guys 
All right, Josh, anything? Mute still, or he froze. One of the two. Uh, but okay, Diamond Knot. You know what? Um, you know I love you. You know you're freaking awesome. You are the original BDB. Yes, um, BDB. So uh, no, you know that. You know we think the world of you, and uh, we're all with you. You know that, and uh, doesn't matter if you're in St. Louis or in Russia. If you call and you need us, you know, thank you for always being you, uh, being everything that we wanted. We want Somar to be represented by. So always the standard for you. So, thank you, thank you. All right, continue doing your best. We're proud of you, and uh, we'll see you soon, okay? Okay, bye, guys. See you later. See ya. Thank you. So, hey, and uh, Rich, I just wanted to uh, reiterate, you know, I don't want anybody that's watching this podcast thing I'm being arrogant or anything when I'm in talking about, you know, Corona. I, I, it would behoove me not to even mention my team if I didn't believe what we do there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. why that's why I talk about these other teams too and and what they're doing. But I mean, results don't, you know, results don't lie. I mean, it is what it is. But I just there's a lot of teams that are doing things similar, and I'm proud of everybody on those. I'm just saying, is I don't want to not stop apologizing for for your success and for backing your team. If you didn't back your team, there'd be something wrong with you. I'd, I'd be concerned. Right, right. Doing there. So. But what do you guys think are like the like? Okay, obviously, I mean Josh, I think is is on the right. <laughs> Josh is saying like, you know what? You want to know the schedule. You want to know what's going to be happening. But I think something you guys are overlooking too is like the off season. You know, what are these clubs doing in the off season? Is it is it is it conducive to what you want? Also, you know, because you do have some programs that you know what, they're a folk style program. You know, and they do folk style primarily with you know. They do some off-season, but not a lot. If you got a kid that I think uh, wants to compete nationally in freestyle, I think that's something, too, you got to kind of take into account also, like, okay, what's that coach's philosophy on that? You know, because some schools have a history of, like, not really having the girls do a whole lot in the off-season. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something to take into account. Obviously, the academic side of things, if you have a kid who's a good student, that should always be precedent. It's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah you know what? This this is conducive for the learning environment. And on top of that, this coach, um, this coach is gonna have is gonna have my kids' best interest at heart. They're not looking to just put a plaque in their in their trophy case and use my kid to get that, but they're also looking at making a student athlete, keeping the student athlete, you know, at level or higher, you know, setting high standards, things like that. Um, I think those are things that, that kind of go overlooked. Uh, I know for me having to decide when I transferred my daughter, she went from Lamar high school, which didn't support girls wrestling. She was super excited to place in the CIF tournament her freshman year. And the coach was just like, no, we don't put girls up on there. That's it. And they have it to this day and they've had other girls CIF placers, but they just don't put them up there. It just, they, they got a new head coach this year, but um, so they may, they may change that. But my daughter was super psyched to have her name next to her dad's. And then when, when they said no, she was like, okay, well we need to reevaluate what we're doing then dad. Okay, fine. You know, so when we transfer over to Lucerna, where Paul Peter Tony was 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 uh, initially uh, caught off guard, but uh, as things came on, you know, Paul paid for everything. He, he covered Napa for us. We flew to Napa every year. Paul paid for us to fly. Uh, Paul paid for us to uh, to go to Fresno. Paid for us to go. To, I mean, he out of his own pocket. You know, he 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 worked for the sheriff's department and he did a lot of consulting work for Hollywood, and he just. And kind of said it's hard. Just like, yeah, you know what? We got three girl wrestlers on our team and uh, took care of them. 
you know, basically was like, hey, Rumble's here. You take the girls and, uh, you know, don't don't worry about it. You know, so that was a, a big thing for us, too. Um, you know, so those are things that we had to take into account and, and things that I would take account also as a parent, you know, learning environment. <coughs> because, yeah, you could go to some of these schools, but maybe if your kid doesn't grow up in a, in a tough neighborhood, they might not do so well in some of the neighbor some of the environments. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know, Jimmy, how 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 uh, how rough is it in Corona? You know, I mean, it's it's nasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was just the girls on the, the, the way you train your girls. But I went by there, and I'm like, ooh, no, they got to be that way. They got to be that yeah, way. Yeah, it's so, they're, they're tough, man. That's why I love it. Hey, Josh, maybe you send your daughter over to uh, to Corona, and just just walking to school gets her over that hump, man. And and, and then you got Bowers in her corner, you know. I already tried. I already tried. <laughs> Put in a good word for you here, Jimmy. I already tried. I already tried though. Once I found out she lived, they lived by me. My heart went. It broke in half. Hey, 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 Josh gets upset. Josh lives so close to your school that he gets upset if he doesn't get out by 7.15 because the, the back, the parking, the, the kid people dropping their kids off blocks his driveway. That's how close <laughs> he And he still didn't go there. So that's pretty bad. I'm not that close. <laughs> well, I mean, there may be others coming to his neighborhood, so I'm sure Jimmy will have the have the feelers out for pretty good. But um so we, we, we just saw the girls uh, wrestle. Diamond was on the on the junior team. Did you guys see happen to see the results? I did not. So I think we ended up with two medals. Uh, a lot of the girls. Yeah, I saw of, some of them. It was people were complaining. It was the worst outing. Flow Wrestling was talking about it was the worst outing for the girls. Um, and it's tough. Kilt, I know Kilty. Kilty got a medal, right? Kilty. Yep animal dude she she won it she's just she's an animal like that girl for gracie to 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 beat her by the lead that she did says a lot about gracie because macy yeah. is a killer she'll yeah. put you on your head every chance she gets enjoys doing it makes great highlight films uh uh did you guys see the whole um semifinal match by any chance no i just i actually just saw the end yeah, the buzzer beater, and it was yeah. like they didn't give they. I don't know if they gave it to her and they waved it off or what, but she ended up losing the match. Um, you know, getting in that deep with twenty seconds left, you, I mean, so many opportunities, you know, there. Yeah. But I mean, some of our girls had some really tough draws. I mean, Diamond Diamond drew the U twenty three world champ in the very first round, you know, and that, that's a tough draw, you know. And unfortunately, that girl got bounced out before she could pull Diamond into Repershaw, so that was tough. Um, you know, just had yeah, because they got they got to do it the old school way. Got they got to make it to the semis, right? Yeah, it's like a carry system. It's a, you know, they carry them. Yeah, they got to carry them. They got to make it to the finals. The, the, you're, the girl you lose to has to make it to the finals, and then whoever lost to that girl gets pulled into Repershaw and can wrestle back as high as third. So, yeah, I mean, there you are, the whole tournament just sitting there praying, like, please go, please get this, please get this. I don't yeah. know what's worse. what. What do you think would be worse to like have have that girl lose the very next match? Or to have that girl go all the way to the semis and then drop it. I don't know. I think I might want to just know. I might want yeah, to just, just yeah, take put me out easy, man. So <laughs> don't 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 kill me slowly. <laughs> hey, that I yeah, that that'd be kind of rough. I don't know, Josh, what do you think? Your right back is like on mute, doesn't realize it. That service I, I don't know what 
Yeah, so I don't know, man. You would think. I mean, he's moving now. He's moving. Foot's on, but he's just lips are moving, but nothing's. Yeah, like, there he goes. It's it's like really sketchy connection on my end, so I don't know what the deal is. No worries. <laughs> but um, and then you saw the boys, right? The boys. Uh, the boys. Are, why do you think it is? Why do you think the boys are having so much success and the girls are not? Like, what would you surmise? I don't think it's anything in particular. I just think that it was just their time. And, and you know, they've been putting a lot of work. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's anything in particular because our, our girls that we had were studs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it just. Well, what's crazy though is Fix getting third and, and Gable Stevenson getting Who's, silver. I mean, that's oh, that silver. He got pretty bounced. unexpected. He didn't get silver. He got bounced out. So he didn't even medal. Who? Stevenson didn't medal. He got bounced out in the quarterfinals. Oh, I thought he lost in, he nope. lost in the finals. Nope. Lost in the quarterfinals. Oh. Yeah. Lost the quarterfinals. That guy lost in the semifinals. <laughs> Knocked him out. So you got a three-time world champion who didn't. So that was pretty rough. But, I mean, they, they still got a lot. Of, they picked up a ton of hardware. So... I mean, that's, I mean, there's got to be something there. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is that developmental wise, I don't know what it is, but you know, it's kind of interesting to me. It's like, why, why are we so short on that side of it? You know, why, why can't we, uh, why can't we get through this, you know, and, and get, get more of these in there. Um, on another note, Helen's going to wrestle um, Alex Hendricks for the final team spot. And it came out that, um, that I guess Hendricks doesn't want to wrestle on Sunday because it's her religion. You know, she's a Mormon. She's Mormon. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to wrestle on Sunday. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Like the possibility that somebody who doesn't wrestle on Sunday—I don't know if she doesn't wrestle on Sundays or she just prefers not to. No, that, she, no, no, she she don't wrestle on Sundays. That even happened at uh, um, I forgot what nationals and it was on a Sunday, and uh, her dad had mentioned it. They just they just don't do it anything on Sunday. So I, I thought about that too. And remember when he said that, so I was like, man, how, how are they going to handle any of these, even if they're international competitions, you know what I mean? And I, I don't know, are you going to just say, I can't do it. And I don't know, but I, I totally respect, you know, their decision, but uh, it's just going to, it's not going to give her the opportunities that she needs to, you know, if she wants to wrestle worldwide, that is, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, she's going to school to get a degree. So <laughs> I'm sure as long as she gets that, it's all good. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing, too. It's, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it on our trials. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, that's the job you're applying for, basically. You know, I mean, you're going to. Right, right. And they're not going to make an exception for one person. You know what I mean? Because of that. I mean, it is what it is. So, yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish Alex all the, all the luck in the world. Um, but I just, I just wonder in the long run how that's going to pan out for her, you know, right. Right. And I mean, I, I, and I would never ask somebody to, to compromise their faith, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. That's what you're called for. Then that's like totally get it. That, you know, that's why I said college wise is not going to affect her. Is she going to do what she's going to do? Is she going to kick ass like she's doing now and get her degree which is the most important thing 
right now. And if she's not interested in going any doing anything international tonight, then then they shouldn't even have to worry about it. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I'll tell you right now, like talking. Yeah, to her, she's a she's a good kid. Yeah, super. So, yeah. you know, I mean, either way, I think we're going to be in good hands, uh, Helen or, or or Alex. You know, Alex, I think is the future. You know, once uh, Helen, you know, decides that she's done. You know, um, did, did was Helen's camp this weekend? Her clinic? Yeah, yeah, at the Raining Lab. The Rain Lab. Yeah, Josh, yeah. did you? Did you head over to Rain for <laughs> Helen's clinic? For what? For Helen's clinic? Did you head over to Helen's clinic at Rain? I don't know. If Josh could hear us because of his connection again. It's terrible. I wanted to check it out, but I got pulled in. It was kind of busy this week. So, um, and then uh, you should meet uh, our man J.O. going after Frank Molinaro this week. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Did they wrestle? They've wrestled in the past, and my understanding. Okay, he, he's going after him like he was going after the Zane train. Yeah, and I guess yeah. I guess I, love, I, I actually love it. I think it's I think I love it. I I, I love his confidence, and his, he's a warrior, man. And you know, but then again, we got to see him live, wrestle firsthand, three feet away. You know what I mean? But and he's just super aggressive, and he's well, one of those guys. Well, Jimmy. I think you're you're misconstruing something there, and this would have been my follow up question. But Jo has a history by Flow Wrestling account, I'll say, okay, that he lights up everybody going into a big match, and then once he gets that big match, you don't see his offense, okay. But then you look at that event, the shootout, right? And did he hold back at all? No way. Like he let it fly, right? Yeah. I think that was a big part of that was one Jordan always wants to put on a show. He's, he was all about it. He came to the, to the, to the, uh, to the clinic beforehand, did a, you know, did a half an hour with the kids. Each, each athlete did a half hour and, uh, you know, really wanted to entertain the kids. But on top of that too, is we, we, we've structured it. I think the best way possible to get the most out of wrestling, you know, they took a base salary, 50% bonus to win and a 50% bonus to win before regulation, you know, and five point moves are worth two. That's why you see right. a video going, is that two? Is that, and the ref's like, no, he's like, damn. And he goes back to the center and his face is bloody, you know, and every busted his, his head open and he's back in the center again, ready to go. That I think was the incentive for him was that he was going to double his money and was about to make, you know, pretty good chunk of change for three minutes worth of work, you know? And I think that's, that structure is going to lead more to Sports Center highlights, along with if, if the guys at Sports Center could read those tweets and then transfer over to the match highlights, I think that's more marketable. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I just I, I wanted to see it happen when he was talking to hitting up Zane, and I didn't see him hitting up uh, Frank uh, at all. But when I him hitting up Zane, I'm like, hell yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's something I, I would want to see. Let me see if I can find the tweet, dude. He was really going after Frank Molinaro pretty hard because Frank just signed on to the draft for AWL. But I think they have a they have a beef going back quite a bit between those two about something, and I don't know what it what it's Ooh, uh, uh, Jay, uh, Jordan Oliver and and Frank Molinaro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> let's see here. Um, yeah, he was going at him pretty hard, and uh, I got to scroll through a little bit. Uh, he says, uh, "Done tweeting at Gorilla Hulk 149. Sign that contract, all or nothing, and we're all set for, to give it get to give me the business." AWL today. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Um, at Gorilla Hulk 149. You know he likes winning, and now he's almost has a commitment due to college roots. You know we put the whole check on it. So I guess he's willing to put all his money, like go back and forth, all or nothing. So uh, so Frank put out, uh, pick me, Magic Man PSU. I'll show that dude, J.O., the business, right? And then yeah. the J.O. responded with, you had the chance to show the business a couple times, but you can get it to, you could get it here too, no problem. They wanted at Zane Train PSU. He, it's got a guy running. He's running. Uh, ah, but always down to hand out an L. 0 and 3, I'm down to make it 0 and 4. Easy money. Hashtag easy money. <laughs> it's like, I, I love Jordan, dude. I, I, this kid is, I think he's good for the sport as much as. So, I, so Gorilla Hope 149, that's uh, Frank Molinaro. That's Molinaro, yeah. And, and J.O. is like giving him the business, dude. Like just to bring it. And uh, which I think is funny. You know why? Because if you're, if you're at any tournament where Frank Molinaro is wrestling, I think that guy, I've, I, I would venture to guess his shirt time was probably two minutes from the time he entered the building till his shirt was off, and he didn't put it back on till probably a minute before he left the building. Right, right, <laughs> the whole time, and uh, you know, and uh, and and George. So did, did you read that one? Uh, maybe I missed it. it says uh, done tweeting. He goes, uh, telling him, uh, sign that contract, all or nothing. We are all set for you to give me the business. Yeah. He's willing <laughs> to put his whole check on the line. Like, that's, yeah. that's, come on, man. Like, how could you say that's bad for wrestling? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, that obviously is on a professional level. Um, I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> and, I mean, Zane turned down, from what I heard, Zane turned down close to or up to $10,000 for a match. So, I mean, and that's the thing too. Jordan was like, "Lude, takedowns? You gonna give me money to do takedowns, dude? Give me that money. That's my money." Yeah, right. So, you know, I think we may need to do that again. To be honest, I got to get some investors together, and uh, <coughs> Andy Barton, tell him to give me a call. <laughs> so, get hold of Bill Gates or somebody who wants to jump in on, on wrestling, but. Yeah, I think that that's talking it up. I think is great. You know, like I said, ESPN soundbite stuff like that. I think is are, are in the future. So oh, it's the best part. Yeah, for sure. So, but uh, what do you got for us, Josh? Anything anything new going on, on your side? No, that's been a kind of a slow week. Besides, you know, U twenty three worlds. Um. I don't have anything going. It's, we're starting into preseason now. We had some our tournament yesterday or today, right? Yeah, today. And then we had the you know the the individual section USA wrestling tournaments that are starting to the local ones preseason kicking up. So I think they're you know there people are starting to trickle in. How were your numbers at yours? Um, I got to go back and count. We were probably about a hundred. We had a lot of six-person bracket. We'll be, there. we'll be there at Santa Ana. Sweet. Next week. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think, you know, having Jimmy there uh, with his girls, like he's got freaking plethora of girls. Um, and then Byers usually has a pretty big team. Matt Fur, Matt Fur's bringing it, dude. He wants to win the team title. He's like, dude, I'm coming for that team title. Like, because we're doing the series title. So he's coming for that. Um, Birmingham had a lot of girls today. Um, Kennedy, dude, Kennedy went to a Royal yesterday and then doubled up and went to the takedown tournament today. I so saw that. I saw that. Some good wrestlers showed up, dude. At Madison Camp, national champ. You had uh, Katie Gomez was there. Uh, Hinjosa was there. Um, you know, Anya Drury was there. Um, uh, Leah Rollins was there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you had some hammers coming through. Um, I know Monroe's coming to the next one. I know, uh, yeah, I mean, they, there's some, some, that's some good matches today. Uh, shout out to my little sister, by the way. She's in seventh grade, and she uh, took third, but she she's coming along. I'm super proud of that kid, man. I mean, just she's she's tough little kid, and she's been wrestling for a year now, and it's just fun seeing her come through, you know. And nice, nice. Like, is that your niece? And I'm like, God, I remember when I looked good enough to that would be my kid, maybe. Everybody's like trying to be nice, act like it's not my granddaughter. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of cool to see that. Uh, Josh, are we gonna do uh, any more of the preseason um, weight classes? Because I know we were doing that for a minute, we kind of stopped. Yeah, we're probably gonna have to pick that up next week because I I think we left off at one sixteen, one twenty one. I think. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, Unless yeah. you have it, so I got it in front of me right now. I got it in front of me right now. So one sixteen, uh, Rory graduated. Oathman graduated. Uh, Alyssa Valdivias uh, was the highest returning placer. She was probably coming at number one. Malin uh, uh, Mendoza would be number two. Uh, Naya Gaines would be number three from Bear Creek. Um, number four would be Gloria Gonzalez from Paramount. And number uh, five would be Priscilla Ramirez from uh, Valencia High School. So um, let's see here. Gosh, Priscilla didn't graduate already. Kind of swore she was. She graduated. She's been around for a while, huh? She, she's gone to everything for a while. I mean, she's going to the Somar stuff, and then she goes to Lawa stuff now. And uh, yeah, so she'll be coming in as a senior this year. So she's got one more year coming through. Um, and then 121s, the top two girls graduate with, with Gracie and, and Caitlin. Um, then you got uh, Ad uh, Adriana Lopez from Upper Lake as the number one. Um, let me see here. Carla Rivera graduated from Birmingham. So you got Kelly Escamilla. She should come in oh. at number two. Kelly, dude, Kelly's a. Yeah, she'll, she'll do well. She's only a sophomore. Yeah, Kelly, you know, we saw her at our summer events for a minute. And. Um, yeah, she's just talented. The kid works real hard. Coach Lou does a great job with her over there. Um, you know, that her sister was a state placer back in the day. Kelly, I remember her sister. Kelly's, yep. you know, is stepping in and, and going to do really good. I mean, that, that's big. As a freshman to come in like that, that was really big. And that's it. Those are the only two girls. The rest of the weight class is cleared out. So that that's a, a weight class that's open. Um, let's see if we can see... Who was the uh, if there was anybody in maybe the blood round of those two that um let's see here five six it's seven and eight <clears throat> so let's see here okay so that's seven and eight okay so blood round um senior senior so you got the girl from uh, central section two uh, 
Greta Gustafson. She was a freshman last year. Heaven Jerez. So those girls should fill in at 116. Oh, Heaven will have a she'll have a breakout year this year. Yeah, Heaven. You know, she came out came into wrestling from Jiu Jitsu, from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, was just kind of finding her stride last year. Um, yeah, I think she's gonna be okay. So that I mean that that with that one sixteen weight class is gonna fill in pretty good, especially when you add in some of these other girls that are coming in that are pretty tough. Um, you know, you're yeah. gonna have some hammers coming in also. Um, I, 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 and I have a sophomore that's gonna she's gonna do pretty well this year. I just wanna I'm gonna have her go against some top dogs at the beginning just to get smacked around a little bit. You know, I wanted to so we'll see what's up. Nice. And then uh, Josh, your daughter will be in there, huh? Be in that one sixteen area, one twenty one. She's been hitting the squat rack pretty hard, looking like a thoroughbred when she came goes out there. So yeah, we'll be we'll be somewhere in that vicinity. <laughs> she's been lifting hard, so we'll see. Should be nice. Um, and just seeing Alyssa too, you know, I I I personally think. Valdivia could have been in the finals last year too. She, you know, she drew Rory, I think, in the semis. And Rory, if you're not ready for Rory, she's she can overwhelm you quickly. You know, and yeah. I think that was probably something Alyssa had in the back of her mind. Um, it seemed kind of weird having her in there and not ranked because Alyssa. Well, I, I'm surprised that they they missed her period uh, when Richard. I remember when Richard told me because. She beat Monica in the finals at my tournament, and they had my tournament information. So, I think um, I think it's because she took a loss due to that the injury at, at Josh's tournament. Yeah, but they she also teched the girl that was the number two seed at state. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, overlooked yeah. that too. I mean, I don't know how you overlook that. Like, there's ten guys that are supposed to know high school girls wrestling sitting in a room. You would think somebody would speak up and say something, but probably not to protect them. One of their Best interests, as you say. Right, right. I, I agree. So, I mean, let's let's go over that for a second. Uh, how are the states the, – because the we only see the top two girls. How do they – who is it – or not who is it. I don't want to call anybody out. But how does that process work, Jimmy, for people that don't know, people who are coming in? Well, I, I, I mean, it's all formula, number one, to begin with, after the one and twos. I mean, it's still formula for them. Yeah, uh, we just keep the one and two separate, and and we try to keep the set. The, I they not me. They try to keep the se section separate, which I think they do a pretty good job because there was times where us as Southern Section could have complained, and no matter what, you're not going to make anybody happy. But when it ends up being a formula, I mean, the best thing to do is is try to be one of the top girls, you know. Um, so when you have, for example, Missy and uh, Suhei, right? I I told Suhei it didn't really matter about this match because no matter what, you're going to be opposite of her. And to me, you're the two best girls in the state. Mm -hmm. And our Southern section, for example, in the finals, they separate those one and twos. The two and three are usually on the same side and the one and four are usually on the same side. So and when I look at the formulas and I really dissect them a lot because I try to predict who we're going to have where and you know, uh, and how it's going to meet up. And um, honestly, they, they do a pretty decent job. Yeah. Rosie, R Rosie, uh, because she was, uh, uh, she never went to state before. And yeah, she took, um, um, third in, in our masters, but she didn't, you know, she hadn't done anything before. So her drawing Aleda first, second round, 
I, I was like, I anticipated that, right? And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. But you're going to win seven more matches. You're going to come back and take third. And sure enough, she did that, you know? And then fortunately for the uh, the other girl that Suhei was beating 6-1 before she got hurt, um, you know, that could have been, if she would have beat her, then she would have been in the finals with Missy and no telling what happened after that. But Garcia's back think, this year too, right? Uh, no, she was a senior. Senior last year and she got injured? Who? Uh, Norda Vista. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about Suhei. No, 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 but I'm, girl, just, but, I'm just thinking back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. Monica's only a, yeah, Monica's only, Garcia, she's only a junior. So, yeah. so she's going to fill into that weight class too. I mean, she was a state placer two years ago, coming in this year. And she'll probably, she'll be 16s, 16s or 11s, but I think she's going to probably going to go 16s. Yeah, she's gonna, she, she'll be she'll be around there. She's gonna be hungry, that's for sure. Because she, yeah, no doubt. You know, she feels slighted by that injury, and um, she and she quit cheerleading. She was cheerleading, and then she was wrestling, and she just dedicated herself nothing put to nothing but wrestling this year. So that's dangerous. Yeah. That was, that's dangerous. You know, um, no, well, good. So we'll see. I think uh, the next podcast we're gonna have. I want. I want to have our uh, our schedule uh, put together, and what we're gonna, what the tournaments we're gonna use to do our own rankings. So, um, yeah, and don't worry, Bowers. Uh, we can't overlook uh, the quality that comes through these tournaments. So we're gonna be very thorough with that. You know, hey, you want to be ranked in our rankings? These are the these are the tournaments you need to hit. You know. Yeah. These are the ones that you need to go do because we believe that this is where the talent goes. Um, you don't want to see you don't want to see somebody get ranked who's undefeated, but they went to tournaments that just where they missed everybody. You know, oh yeah, right. And, and the good thing about that is that it that usually doesn't pass us, not in the southern section at least, because I'm in those meetings and uh, I know people complain here and there, and, and sometimes it's a fight, man, at, at certain weights, but. Um, I mean, our tournaments are always, our tournament, for example, is always tough. Um, even if we, whether we have the numbers or not, it's pretty tough. And I'm, and having the teams that I just got confirmed so far, I got 52 teams confirmed. I mean, I'm going to say at least 40 of them have state placers, multiple state placers, or state qualifiers already. So I'm just like, I appreciate that some of them are coming back, you know, because some of them just weren't ready last year. And they're like, man, we don't, I don't have it this year. So I don't want to go all the way down there and our kids get their ass kicked, you know, um, they want to be competitive. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what we have in store. Well, let's, let's talk about that real quick. I think it's a real neat uh, idea. I don't know if it was gym problems or not big enough, but you're having your tournament at the rinks, which is a hockey indoor hockey arena for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a great. I mean, huge. Are, are you getting the whole venue or half? The I, venue I, or what I, are you getting? I I have exclusive to the whole thing, and and I met with the owner and the board of directors, um, and the owner. I actually, most of the owner and his Ben, and the guy's super awesome guy, man. And uh, when I told him that, you know, I'm looking for one of the best venue because these kids deserve it. You know, I'm trying to. I think everybody should be trying to do the what's best for wrestling. Period. You know, make it more attractive and trying to, um, trying to build the Temecula of girls wrestling. That's your trying to get, trying to get it right, right. And 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 I'll tell you, man, he was excited just as much as I was. And then 
uh, I went back again with my wife because she 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 likes to picture where we're going to put things and everything. And um, I'll tell you right now, man, it, to have, you have enough to, exits for Ramos to leave the building, though. <laughs> hey, you know what I you know what I love about it. <laughs> and and what I love about it is that uh, Ben said, you know, I have exclusive to to everything, the whole building, and which means there's like nine to ten team rooms. So the first eight because we'll have one the first eight teams that pay and their full teams will have those rooms and they're awesome man so the kids can just relax and not be part of the madness and, you know and uh, another rink that since there's two big ones and it can literally fit 10 mats but i'm only going eight um and then on the other rink is going to be all vendors or anybody that buys uh pays for a table to or a booth there for two days and then the other side is going to be warm-up mats, you know, so the kids are going to have warm-up mats and it's going to, and it's super big. So they're seating all over the place, but I'm going to tell, I was going to email the coaches to tell them, Hey, if they want to bring even like extra chairs to ones that don't want to sit next to the plexiglass, right. They just want to sit against walls or whatever, just so they can be, you know, be wherever they're going to be. They can go and sit and just relax you know how you know how wrestling is everybody usually they'll build their own little spot <laughs> yeah you know so um and then the vip scene that we have it's a big balcony that oversees all eight mats and it looks pretty awesome now when i pictured it i was like man this looks like you're looking at the state championships because i was picturing the mats there so then of course we're going to go single mat spotlight when it comes to the finals and have all the teams in there so um uh you know i i really i I was pretty excited. I, I got a little emotional about it because I, I was really trying to find something good. Yeah, we're going to probably work something out negotiating with uh, Santiago to get it. But there were some internal things that, you know, it's regarding money that uh, I wasn't willing to do, you know. And Hang on. You're I, in the district. What do you mean money? No, it, it's just it's some internal things. So I was like, man, I'm not tripping. I, I, I'm not. They have to remember that this is a fundraiser for my kids you hey, know didn't you just donate money to them uh yeah to the wrestling program yeah that went away so, somewhere well we'll say what now that that money you donated went away somewhere no i don't i don't know where it went i don't care what they did all i know is i paid i gave them twenty five hundred dollars you know so whatever they but do they with whatever they, they don't do. know what happened to it the people i talked to and i talked to you about well, it well, yeah, and you know what, and I and I called people over there regarding it and put them on the spot because I got calls, and I'm not mentioning any names, but I got calls as soon as they saw our venue and said, "Hey, man, this is pretty awesome. Can we use it?" You know, and <laughs> you gave twenty five hundred bucks, and then they and, and honestly, I mean, um, he said, "I'll pay you twenty five hundred bucks for it." <laughs> But hey, but see, the thing is, you know, uh, everything, you know me, man, I always try to do the right thing and, and I'm not going to try to screw over anybody or let anybody screw over my kids because ultimately um, this funds our season, you know, and there's a lot of teams that I take care of because I know they're struggling in their programs and everything. And I'm not trying to leave them out, especially when they got tough competitors, you know, and I'm not trying to screw anybody. So it was a blessing for us. You know what I mean? And, and, and because I, I truly believe knock on wood, I, I prayed for this and for anybody that's not religious, I don't mean to offend you or anything, but I prayed for this, that, that we would land a, a bigger and better venue. 
Um, and, and I even got a call from La Sierra University asking us to come back if we wanted to, right, to renegotiate. And I was like, no, thank you. You know, uh, I, I believe that there's a, high, a bigger thing coming our way. And, you know, fortunately, it, it, it took care of us and I was excited about it. And the owner told me to, to if I would put it on social media and he was sharing on his social media and, and, and we're going to make this a multi-year thing. And so it's not going to be just this year again, you know, just this year, then we have to find another spot. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's it's good. I'm also excited that we're going to go now to a two-day tournament at the Esperanza tournament. So that will be good. We got a lot of teams pre-registering, calling, and I kind of made it happen. We're going to have, might have to switch gyms uh, from Friday to Saturday, but you know, we'll, we'll get it done. And I, I just hate running into that five match rule and you got some tough kids that should be wrestling back and yeah, they can't wrestle. And it's just, it's, it's disappointing. Well, it's right. Screws up the, it screws up the plate, the, the seeds and everything coming into regionals because your tournament's so late and it screws everything up because like, oh, that kid only took fifth. Well, no, we ran into a five-match rule and the kid had to be knocked down, you know. But can you, before we move on from that, can you go ahead and give out the, um, number one, the owner's name, number two, the, the location again, because I mean, we really want to support those people who are supporting. Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, the name's Ben Barrett. Uh, he's the owner, and it's called the the Rinks uh, Corona Inline. And for it's, I have it already on social media. But if anybody wants to know the address, it's forty two thirty five Prado Road in the city in the city of Corona. So um, what's even more exciting is that it's a it's not corporate. You know, they're mom and pop owned, so it's good to really help uh, uh, family owned. You know, locate uh, help them. And, and in turn, of course, they're helping us. And he loved it because he's like, man, I have our our own homeschool because it's literally five minutes away from us, you know, right off of Green River. And I'll be sending out people maps, too, and I'll probably be posting on the board because it's it's really secluded. It's like it's because it's big. It's an industrial place. So um, but uh, uh, he like I said, man, I'm, I'm glad that. He's willing to open his doors for us and telling us that, you know, he wants us here every year and to have the whole venue and have a full restaurant, for example, and everything that we that we need. Restrooms all over the place. So, you know, that's um, a little tricky. You, if you ever drive the 91, you see it on the 91, but you try to get to it. If you've never been there, my neck is right. there. So once yeah. you find it, it's pretty easy. But GPS that's why I'm gonna, great. that's why I'm going to put a map. Yeah. If you use Waze, you're cool or. Maybe, I don't know about Google Maps, but if you use ways, but I will print up a map to kind of make it like dummy proof for people like, you know, that, that, that can't really understand the maps or whatever. But uh, once you get, I mean, once you go under the bridge and you get there, it's, it's all good, man. And, and there's, there's tons of parking and everything. So even the buses, cause I do got a lot of out of area teams coming. So uh, for them and their buses or charter buses, whatever they, it's super huge. So it's gonna be good all the way around, and and it's controlled air conditioning set at seventy five degrees. He showed me all everything on it, and it felt good just being in there. And they had a couple of hockey games going on. So again, man, I, I'm trying to up the game, at, uh, not so much for us, but just for because the the kind of competition that we have already, and the respect to the teams that show up and the clubs, clubs, teams, everybody that you know wants to be part of the Queen of the Hill and help, really help build Queen of the Hill because. Honestly, I didn't do it by myself, right? I started the started it six years ago, and 
And if it wasn't for the teams that believed in us, of course, trying to run the best tournament we can, people keep coming back. And I'm appreciative of it. Nice. All righty, fellas. Well, we're going to go ahead and call it a wrap on this episode. Um, I think we've got a lot out there today. Um, congratulations, Jimmy, again. That's that's an awesome venue, an awesome story, That uh, getting it out there. So I'm happy that it's building. Uh, we had a good time last year. Um, Thank you. And that's including the fact that we took a hard loss. I mean, we still had an awesome time. So, and, uh, oh, and I got shown the door too. So, and I'm still saying that we had a good time. So, uh, <laughs> well, one of your, one of your girls won it and one, you had two girls in the finals, right? Yeah. Two in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. yeah. So it was good. You know, we had, we have a good time there. So, and, uh, I mean, Hey, I could just walk over to Josh's house. If I got to use the bathroom, it's so close. So it'll be awesome. But uh, <laughs> all right, fellas, you guys have a good night. We're going to go ahead and cut this off. So. Let's get it going. All right. Thanks for having me again, man. Appreciate it. Great, brother. All righty. Here we go, everybody. About to get this podcast started. Uh, tired, it's cold, and I'm out in the room. Bitch driver, all white, right? Couldn't hit it if a niggas had iron. Lanes can't call and you lying. You had it, then you lost all the shine. I can buy a belly, don't talk. All right. For so one fifty, don't talk. Today we have a special guest. How you doing, Josh? Good. How you doing? <laughs> Good. A little inappropriate in the beginning here, but this weekend has not been appropriate at all. Ah, good tournament this weekend. How are you today, Des? Oh, by the way, everybody, special guest today, Somar Coach, Burritos Coach, coach of a lot of girls, personally, one-on-one -on -one coach. Oh, Des, how did your wrestler do this weekend? Your your One of your privates wrestled this weekend outside of Corona. How'd that go? Good. She went to Upland, I believe, so okay. pretty good, though. We're seeing progress. 